you know, I was part of that Facebook group, the, the there's the Facebook group out there um, right. for, for women who are dating. And it's really not to bash men. It's more of, Hey, you know, there's everything in there from what do you wear on a first date to give me some oh, good cool. places to go in Logan square. So I had been feeling like, you know, we've been dating for four months and we're not progressing. So I posted in the group, I posted some details about our situation and lo and behold, somebody responded back and said, I guarantee you, I know who you're talking about. It's no accident that sounds like you're leveling up in a video game. 48% of 18 to 29 year olds have an online dating profile. Make them work for it. 45% of people say they're more frustrated with this form of dating than hopeful. There are so many people you can connect with. Should I swipe right? Swipe wrong. Swipe wrong. Setting the record straight on dating apps. Everyday people telling everyday stories of the swipe right world with your host, Chaos. Well, I know he had a good time. You guys all know how it goes by now. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or possibly good night. Just depending on when you're listening to the podcast. This, this, this podcast is the number one podcast in Santa's workshop right now. I, I don't know if there's anybody in Santa's workshop right now. They're probably, all the elves are probably all out at the strip clubs and just, just uh, for the buffet, of course. They're out for the buffet, I'm sure. Uh, welcome to the Swipe Wrong Podcast. Uh, how's everybody doing? Everybody having a good week so far? I'm having an outstanding one. Uh, so I mentioned it in the intro to last week's show that last week had a little bit of uh, tie-in to this week. Um, you guys kind of caught um the polygamist last week so if you if you if you skipped ahead if you're if you're that that person who does the choose your own adventure and goes to the end and works your way back first of all shame on you nobody nobody likes that there's no fun in that nobody goes to the last two chapters of a book and reads the book and then goes okay well let's see how that unfolded that's just no nobody wants to do that so if you did and you're listening to this episode before you listen to the last episode the polygamist uh go back take a listen to that one because there's a little bit of tie-in the tie-in will unfold more as we get into this episode as i mentioned in the last one though this is one of those instances where i was extremely incredibly insanely lucky uh to be able to uh get to know this person uh solely through uh the conversation that we had uh it was i didn't know her before got to know her uh as we talked Another phenomenal, amazing, awesome person that I uh, got to speak to, and uh, and that was that was uh, pretty cool. So, you guys really know how it goes by now. You just sit back, you relax, you grab your popcorn, you put your feet up, you enjoy. If you're in traffic while you're listening, please don't hit that person next to you. You don't want to be that guy. Nobody wants to be that guy. And enjoy the unraveling of a polygamist. And one more word, of course, from the quote unquote legal department. Disclaimer, the views and opinions expressed in this program are those of the speaker and do not necessarily reflect the views or opinions or any entities they represent. 
This podcast is about dating experiences. It is not to say one dating app is better or worse than another. That's the unique thing. It's just how you guys organically or not organically became besties. Yeah, we've become really close and there's others too that, you know, we've kind of grown close with all because of one one guy that we we, both, we all dated um so and that yeah so that story kind of comes i guess after some other events that happened at least for me my journey with dating um you know i was married for well i was in a relationship with somebody married for 10 years but with him for 16 and um so when i first started dating you know dating apps weren't really a thing like i think match was around but okay it was kind of taboo, right? Like people didn't really do that. And, um, so it was really more about meeting people out in bars and, and doing that kind of thing. And so that's how I met my then husband. Um, and then, like I said, we were in a relationship for 16 years. And so when we got divorced, that's, that's a whole other story, um, that I've been told I should write a book about, um, <laughs> because it's like, it, I, I tell it and people say that's a telenovela right there, you know, <laughs> which kind of makes the whole situation, you know, what Kara and I experienced even that much more difficult in some ways, but now uh, it's a really good thing. So everything is really positive. Now I just want to start off yeah, by saying that. there's no, good you know, lasting trauma or anything like that. Everything's been kind of worked through. So, which is why I'm able to share my story now. But, um, you know, I was with a man who was great in many ways, but he had some infidelity issues. And then let's just say, um, for brevity, he is now with our au pair. So, um, yeah, so that was an interesting situation. Um, and honestly, you know, when that all went down and everything happened, you know, I look back on it and it's like, it wasn't even my life. You know, I look yeah. at the whole situation and what we went through and how I had to live with him and her and wow. they had to leave the house. They kind of left the house at the same time and just finding out all of that kind of left me feeling um, like I had no faith in men <laughs> and sure. just, just love in general. Um and so I did what I think a lot of people would do is put themselves back out there. And so I got out there, I got on the apps. I thought, all right, I'm going to go for it. And I wasn't ready to do that. That was crazy. I mean, I mm. had a lot of work to do, I think at that point, but I just wanted to fill my time um, with people and experiences. And, you know, I was shocked at how the apps worked. I mean, I... I really thought that people that I matched with just really liked me. You know, I, I thought, you. oh, I this you. guy's giving me attention. He must really like me. Yeah. I had no idea that people get on those apps and that they're dating multiple people at yeah. one time, that people aren't honest. And yeah. I thought, I'm going to pick them. I'm going to pick them real good this time because I've been through a lot of bullshit. Okay. And um, that was just kind of foolish. And so... I had a couple bad experiences there. Um, when was this? When did when did this all kind of kind of kind of crack down the divorce and you started on the apps? This was post pandemic, so oh, okay, it was people were still kind of masked up. You know, when when I first started dating, it was still um, going on dates with masks. So that was summer. It was spring summer of twenty twenty one, and so I did find a relationship with a man that was. 
somewhat healthy. Um, but again, looking back on it, I'm, I'm realizing now that I'm doing things much differently and I'll get to that whole process that I'm going through now. Okay. Um, but like I said, it was more about just this, Oh, they must really like me. I'm going to jump into a relationship with this person. Oh, they're telling me the truth. You know, I won't be fooled again. And, um, I was, and so I kind of turned towards fitness. I became, um, well, I'm a bodybuilder. So I turned to, you know, just really getting healthy, strong and all of that. But in that process, I met, and, um, he was charming as all could be. I mean, I'm sure Kara told you, he just really made you feel like you're the only person that mattered. And, and again, I was being very naive and I believed everything he said. And so we dated for a while, we dated for four months and, you know, we were intimate and he had said, Oh, we're, we're just with each other. And so again, I wanted, I wanted to believe him because I had been so burned in the past that I thought, Nope, they're not all, they're not all bad, you know? Um, but something inside, and I think the difference between Kara and myself is I, I felt something was off pretty early on with him. There was something in my gut that said, I don't know about this guy. And I'll give you an example. There was one weekend he needed a digital detox and he said, all right, I'm going to go away. This was on like a Wednesday. He says to me, I'm going to go away tomorrow and I'm going to turn off my phone and I'm not going to talk to anybody for a whole weekend. And I said, Oh, okay. That I remember thinking, well, that's kind of strange. And I remember calling my sister and I'm like, he's going on a digital detox. He's not going to bring his phone. He doesn't know where he's going. He's just going to drive somewhere and just be there with himself. And she's like, that doesn't sound right to me, you know? So that was kind of my first warning sign. And I remember asking him after that weekend, he came back and Um, I had told him, I said, you know, I didn't really like that. I didn't like how that felt not hearing from you for, you know, three whole days. And, um, he said, yeah, I know that was, that was really kind of wrong of me. And then I, I said something to him, like, are you dating other people? And then he called me neurotic, like just out of the blue. And I said, what, why am I, how's that? You know, we're in a relationship. I haven't heard from you for three days. Who does that? And so somehow, he ended up fooling me and I believed him. Um, but then something just didn't feel right. Like with our days, our schedules never really lining up. And it was like, I was always Monday girl. So I was, he was always free for me on Monday. But if I happened to have like a random Thursday or Friday free and I asked him about it, he'd be like, Oh no, I can't, you know? And now wow. I realize why that was it's because he had multiple people that he had wow. Tuesday girl and Thursday girl. And then his weekends aligned with, with one person and not with me. And so, um, anyway, I ended up, you know, I was part of that Facebook group, the, the, there's the Facebook group out there, um, for, for women who are dating and it's really not to bash men. It's more of, Hey, you know, there's everything in there from what do you wear on a first date to give me some good places to go in Logan square. You know, it's not all bad. And that's why I joined it. I wanted to get some ideas about date ideas. I wanted to just connect with other women that were kind of in the same boat. And um, so I had been feeling like, you know, we've been dating for four months and we're not progressing. You know, that's kind of always my, my question now that I ask myself is, is this moving forward? Do I feel this forward momentum with the person I'm seeing? And I didn't feel that with him. And so I posted in the group and I just simply, I, I left off his name. I did not post a picture um, because I didn't, it wasn't about incriminating him or bashing him. It was more of, Hey, what do you other ladies think about this? Right. right. 
So I posted some details about our situation. I said things like, you know, I'm, I live here. He lives there. He plays volleyball a couple nights a week. He's got a couple kids. I've got a couple kids. And really that's all I said. And I asked the group, I said, do you think it's odd that I've never met his friends, that he hasn't asked to meet mine, that he's only available on these days. And lo and behold, somebody responded back and said, I guarantee you, I know who you're talking about. It sounds exactly like someone that I have been dating. And so that's kind of how it came about. We offline discovered who it was. So again, I never posted him. I never said, this is the guy, you know, it was more of like, we behind the scenes put it all together. And before you knew it, there were four other, three other people commenting on this post. And then I had realized somebody else actually posted him in a different group. It wasn't me. Um, and called him out on a bunch of behaviors that I was experiencing too. And so other people kind of had experiences with this guy. So there's now a group of us that have all had experiences with this man And we're all really, really close friends because of it. And again, it wasn't to bash him. It was more about, you know, is this strange? This is what my gut's saying. Would anybody else think that's weird? And then there were a lot of people that commented that didn't know him or didn't have anything to do with him, but that just said, yeah, that's strange girl. Like you need to ask some questions. So I did, I asked him, I, I kind of confronted him and then, um, and then that was really the end of our relationship because he revealed, you know, who he really was at that point. So, so when you confronted him, did he say, <clears throat> did he come clean or did he just say, I don't think it's time that we're, I think it's time that we see other move on or yeah, break he, the relationship yeah, off. Yeah. I mean, he was pretty respectful to me. He was always with me. He was pretty <clears throat> respectful about stuff. Um, but again, because I pushed for more because I was kind of holding him to a standard. I think I said something along the lines of like, we, it, I remember it was a weekend. There was a concert in town that I was going to, and he was going to be downtown also. And we were going to be nearby each other. And it was a weekend that we normally wouldn't have mutually together. But I was thinking, well, this is a great opportunity for us to link up for me to meet some of your friends, or you can meet some of mine. And I remember him saying no. And so I said to him, oh, are we not at that point now where meeting each other's friends would be acceptable? And I mean, I'm dating a guy right now that I've only been on three dates with. And, you know, we were out downtown last weekend and he said, I'll come meet you for a drink. I mean, it's not that big of a deal. Sure. You know yeah, what I mean? exactly. You like exactly. Somebody. It's not like it has to be the secret. Yeah. And um, so anyway, um, that was kind of to me, I put it out there and I said, well, this is what I think. It's kind of strange. And then he said, well, I don't know what we are. I don't know what's going on. And that's when I realized, shit, I'm in a situation ship. You know? <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, unfortunately. Right. You know, he's like, well, I don't know how to define us. I don't know if we can put a label on us. I'm thinking, but you've been telling me, like, we've been sleeping with me for the last four months, telling me that I'm the only person that you're with you know, you, you claim that you're spending all your free time with me and you're telling me everything I want to hear, but yet we're not moving forward. So, so I'm actually really glad that he ended it that way. Um, and then after the fact, like I said, that's when we found out a lot of the things that were happening in that relationship were happening with all these other women too. So we've become Mm -hmm. really good friends and, Believe it or not, he is not the main topic of conversation any longer. You know <laughs> that's awesome. So I so this group of friends, it's four, like four or five. Is there's I, I, four I, of us? There's four. four of us. Okay. Mm-hmm. How, so I've I've kind of heard her. How did you find? Because I, I think it was you that found Kara, right? 
Yeah. Okay. So, so she ended up seeing, um, it wasn't my post. She saw a post from somebody else that actually posted his picture, posted his name and said, avoid him, which I would never, like I said, from the beginning, I would never do that. You know, I, I don't think he's a horrible human being at his core, you know, and I don't believe in using those groups to defame somebody or to, to shame their characters. You know, I, I just, they can, that energy. Yeah. you know, yeah, I don't want that energy for, good for you. Me. That's awesome. That's awesome. But so she had commented on another post and then one of the girls that had commented on mine saw that one. And then we all kind of put it together. We're like, Oh wait, you're dating him too. Oh. And uh, so Kara and I realized we were actually dating him at the same exact time. Uh, so we overlapped. Um, uh, and that's when we realized, wow, he would be with me on like, for example, we went away on Memorial day weekend. We did a long weekend. We came back on, I think we came back on Sunday actually. And then he went right over to her place that night. Like oh, after wow. we were together and he, wow. and he was texting with her while we were together on our vacation, you know, yeah. and that was pretty early on in our relationship too. So it's just, he was doing that probably the whole time for, for years with everyone. So that's that. So then that's kind of when I said, all right, I'm taking a break because I've gone from one horrible situation to another <laughs> and <laughs> something's off time yeah. to focus inward a little bit. Sure. Um, and do things differently, you know, stop, stop. I guess my big thing, my big takeaway from dating and the apps is my message would be to stop asking, do they like me? And yes. do I actually like that person? Yeah. You know, 100%. so that's kind of how I'm approaching it now. Um, so and that's when you, when, when all this broke down, <clears throat> you stepped back and then how long did it take for you to start asking yourself that question? Like where, where did the change start to come from? Like when you're like, fuck, I just needed to focus on me. But he, so I, that went, all went down probably in August that okay. we all realized that it's the end of August it was the end of the summer. And, um, like I said, I'm a competitor. I, I had my first show in November and then I did another show in December. So things had gotten pretty intense for me training wise and with my diet. And it kind of limited me with dating just because I couldn't, um, you know, go on, on dates and eat and drink like most normal people. So I thought, well, this is a really good time for me to kind of step back, focus on my goals, figure out what I want. Because the other thing that I've learned after looking back is a lot of these men that I dated post-divorce, they're, they're not even people that I would date currently. You know, now that I feel like I've changed, I'm, I look at myself, I'm like, what? I, I wasn't really physically attracted to that person. I wasn't who they are, who their value, like what their values are, don't align with mine. We right. don't have a lot of the same interests. I think I was just so hungry for attention after sure. coming out of that, that divorce and yeah. validation and just real, like I wanted someone to say, yeah, you've still got it. Yeah. And in the process, I lost the main point, which is to find a relationship that's healthy and mutual and supportive. Right. Right. And, um, and so I guess I took from, a, I took the fall into the winter to kind of pull back. I got off the dating apps. Okay. Um, I read a book it's called the four man plan. Okay. And this is where the Mantrix was born. So I now okay. have something called the Mantrix, which I have been, um, busy with. <laughs> so help me understand the matrix. Okay. So this is not my idea. I can't claim this totally as my own. I have adapted the matrix to okay. my own 
there are things and changes I've made, but I did read this book. I can't tell you who the name, who the author is off the top of my head, but it's no called worries. The Formula. Okay. Um, but basically what I do is um, I have set a time period. I think it was December 15th. I recreated um, my hinge profile. All right. Okay. Instead of approaching it where I said, I'm going to just put up the best looking pictures of myself, you know, pictures where I feel like I look the prettiest or the most interesting. That's kind of how I approached it before. Like, do I look hot in this picture? Would somebody find me attractive? And so I I totally wiped that idea clean. And I said, all right, I'm going to only put up pictures that represent who I am as a whole. So I made a list of all of the things that I'm interested in my personality. So I made, I made sure to put a picture up of, with me, with my kids, but I blocked out my kids. Cause that's a big thing for me. If I'd see a dating profile and somebody has their kids plastered on there, it's kind of like immediate red flag. Yeah. So, but I want people to know I'm a mom. I think that's really important. And then the first time I built a profile, I didn't include that, which okay. big mistake. Number one, I made sure to put up pictures of me being silly. So for my work, I dress up in character and I lead presentations and professional development in different characters. So like, for example, awesome. there's a picture of me dressed up as Napoleon Dynamite. Nice. Um, I have, it's a side for Pedro. Yeah. <laughs> I have that shirt on in the picture um, with the wig and the glasses and everything. Yeah, I, mean, I, I don't love look that. Like, you have I to look, send me that picture if you don't mind. I, will, I would love to see I it. Send it to you. So I have that one. I also have up a picture of me doing a skit um the coffee talk from snl i was okay. the madonna and my friend tammy she's mike mike myers and so That's we have awesome. that one up i have a picture of myself um in a fitness picture i because i'm a fitness coach so i have a, a shot that i did in a gym lifting weights and that's a big part of my life so i wanted that represented okay so anyway i just took time to really think about who i am and uh, try to attract somebody that would find that interesting you know Um, so I revamped my profile that was December 15th. And then I set a reminder in my calendar and I called it intentional dating era. Okay. So I have three months of my intentional dating era and I made a promise to myself that I would really go for it and really put in effort because what I want back is somebody that's willing to put in effort. So if I want that in return, I have to give it, you know? So I promised to show up. I promised to check my messages, respond to my messages in a timely manner. Um, when I, if I like someone on the app, I will like it and also send a comment related to something in their profile. So to show that I'm actually interested. And so then when I'm looking before somebody becomes a plan, man, somebody that enters my matrix, I, you only enter the matrix if you've exchanged contact information off the app. So okay. there's kind of a lot gotcha. that goes into it before that happens. So things like I'll ask myself, is this person matching my effort? Am I getting like, if somebody likes my profile, are they sending me a message? You know, I may match with them and give it a minute, give it a day, but if they don't come back and say anything to me, I most sure. likely will unmatch, you know? Okay. Sure. So there's a lot of matching that's going on, but not a lot of them are translating even to conversations and some conversations. It's just, Hi. <laughs> how was your week <laughs> yeah <laughs> sure super cosmetic like, superficial yeah i'm like okay can you can you ask me anything about what i have in my profile you know sure. and so again i try to do the same thing and if i'm not feeling that vibe the other thing i I've, I've started to do is on all of the apps that i'm using they have a voice feature <clears throat> so yes. i send a voice message and in my profile i specifically say 
don't hate me if I send you a voice message because I don't love to text. I am just as a person in general, I'm not a huge texter. Um, so I will, so I send that and then, um, I'll send a voice message. And if they respond back with a voice message, that's like huge bonus points, but they don't have to, I get that not everybody likes the sound of their voice and it's awkward, but I think it shows a level of effort again, you know, and that's again, what I'm looking for. Yeah. So all of this happens. Then let's say somebody says, well, let's, let's chat. If you want to exchange numbers, I always will say yes. If I'm feeling the vibe, you know, I'm not one of those women that gives out a Google number or, you know, avoids chatting, giving my, no, I don't care. I'll give you my number. We'll see what happens. Okay. So as soon as I give my number out and we have an exchange once back and forth, they enter the matrix and in the matrix, there's four quadrants because the ultimate goal is to have four men. Okay. On the matrix. Okay. okay. There's, there's different quadrants that you can place the names and in the quadrants, I try to put information about them that I've gathered through the app, their age, maybe where they live, if they have kids, anything that's going to help me remember that person. So that okay. way when I'm talking to them, I have, you know, cause it gets, it gets hard. You're in all these conversations and you want to be 100%. able to remember who you're talking to. And the worst would be like, Oh, didn't I tell you that already? And they're like, oh, this is your other boyfriend, you know? So <laughs> yeah, totally. you have to keep good notes. You have to stay organized. Totally. And I am an organized person to a T. I'm pretty type A. So okay. um, this works really well for me. I also okay. love data. So I am a huge data nerd. I I take data on everything, hence being a bodybuilder. I mean, it's kind of sure. goes with the territory. So this works Weighing really well. Food, analytics, yeah. all up and down, right? Yeah. So I'm treating dating kind of like a scientific experiment in the sense. Um, okay. More How's it going? How's it? So since you've done that, like better dates, better quality people, better overall experience. I would say, yes, I okay. have, I would say that the people that I've matched with now, um, we have much more in common than I have with the men that I matched with and went out with before, okay. Okay. um, because of these steps that I've taken. So the effort that you put in up front will give you so much that you need to know to know if you even want to pursue it, you know, whereas mm-hmm. before I was just so hungry for a date or hungry for attention mm-hmm. that I matched with anyone. Um, sure. So, and that so had to be exhausting. I mean, honestly, like you must've been carrying on so many conversations. It had to be sensory overload. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Well, and this can get kind of overwhelming too, because the goal again, it, it is to move pretty much as many people as you can into the man, into the matrix. And then, but once you go on a date, right. So I've gone on quite a few first dates recently. Um, and I, this is where myself in the book, we kind of differ. The book would tell me everybody gets two dates. I disagree. I think that you learn a lot. If you're asking the right questions and you've done a lot of the pre-work up front, you go into that first date already kind of getting a good feel for this person. And if you don't, it's on you. So for example, and I'm going to be fully transparent here. Please. I, I had a first date last night and I made a huge mistake in not doing a phone call or FaceTime with this person no, before. Sad. Okay. So because we were vibing, because I felt like, oh, his profile is really cute. And he did, you know, kind of, meet the effort criteria. He, he seemed like a lot, we had a lot of things in common. Um, but when I got on the date, the physical chemistry was just not there. 
And it's not just looks is what I've realized. It's also, do you make me laugh? Do you make me smile? You don't have to be a comedian, you know, but am I smiling on the date? Does it feel super serious? And so that is such a turn off if that's not there. So without the phone call, I've heard and, and I've talked to, you know, a good handful of people. A lot of times the the text message and that's where you're at, like versus the face-to-face conversation can be so different because it almost, because they have time to create the message back to you and you're not seeing that same vibe when you're face-to-face. Is that kind of yep. what you mean? What happened? Absolutely. So I'm, I know for sure that if we would have done a call, even a phone call, it doesn't have to be FaceTime, sure. but if we would have done a call, I could have gotten a better sense of his energy and just uh-huh. how he speaks or presents himself. I mean, there were a couple moments last night on the date. He was talking so softly that it made me self-conscious. I thought, am I talking? Am I a loud talker? <laughs> like, is he embarrassed right now? You Seinfeld close talker and all that stuff yes, too, right? Exactly. Yes. yes, totally. So I'm like leaning in. I'm like, what did you say? So there were just little things like that, that I just felt bad. And I, I drove home and I called my girlfriend. I was like, it's, I know I should, I, I this is my fault. This is totally on me, hundred percent on me for not doing the call because everybody I've done a call with that I've said, okay, let's go to a first date. Those first dates have been so good. So good. So what is like, okay, so that was an ask. What is your, I hate to say it this way, but pre-screening process. So you go to text, you go to call. And then like, even on the text messages, like these, these women that you talked about earlier, they now, if I'm understanding correctly, are also your support group, right? Yes. So like yep. you get a conversation, you say, Hey, are you seeing what I'm seeing? Are you vibing the same way I am on this? Or am I missing something? Do you do that as well? No, I try not to do that too much. Um, okay. What I do with that, with that group is I may show, like, I may just show a picture of the guy and say, this is who I'm going out with. This, this is kind of his general identifying information, like his age, where he lives, if he has kids. But uh-huh. one thing I've realized from the process too, is if I, I don't want other people to make decisions for me. If I have a concern about something, I will bring it to the group chat and I will say, Hey, this happened guys. How would this make you feel? Am I overreacting here? Or, you know, so I will use my support system in that way. Okay. But I won't, I won't let them make decisions about who I'm going to go out with or not. Okay. So then you're, you're, you're somewhat, then your pre-screening really is, is it the phone call is important. Do you do background checks? I did a background check on, the guy yeah. that Karen and I dated. Yes. The polygamist. Because... We joked around and called him the polygamist. I don't want anybody to think that what I'm doing with the mantrix either is irresponsible or. I think it's um... awesome from a guy's perspective. And I know like we're here talking like I like I've heard so much crap on just like what women have to go through. Like, I think like this is kind of like uh, uh, if you have a per- you feel like you have a purpose and a design and the way that you're going with it. I think it's one, it's helped you. Like mm-hmm. to your like what you like all right so the ex and the infidelity and then going into uh something else to where somebody else was cheating and then you know like like you said you you have uh, a positive outlook on it which is I think the best way that you can go about it also caused you to be introspective and you probably feel so much better about you and now you've right. turned it into all right I'm gonna be strategic about it just so I don't make some maybe some of the same mistakes to do. And maybe you make the same mistakes, maybe the same thing happens, yeah. but it's just growing. I think it's amazing. So yeah. like just from a, a man's 
perspective who mm-hmm. probably sees it more through a woman's perspective than anybody, but I think it's awesome. Okay. Well, thank you. You're um, welcome. Yeah, no. And, and I do want to say too, for the record, if any women, if, if a woman is listening to this and they wanted to try this, you can develop your own rules around intimacy and that kind of thing. When you ha- when you're, you know, dating and multiple people at one time for me personally, I keep that out of it. So I try, that was the other mistake. And I'll just be completely honest. I, again, coming out of a marriage, one of the biggest questions women are going to ask is, do I still have it? Like, can I still be a sexual being, right? Like I've been with the same person for so long. And that's a big, it's a big concern when you first get back out there. And I think that I, I made some mistakes with that. Um, not mistakes from being a safe, like safety perspective. I've always been safe there, but just with the matrix and that it, I try to remove sex completely from, from dating, because I think that that can cloud judgment. And once intimacy comes into play, you have expectations are placed. And I think part of that is what happened with the polygamist is you know, you believe, oh, because we're doing X, that means it's, you know, we're, we're a couple and yeah, that's just yeah. not the case. So if you don't want to be sharing somebody, then just don't do the thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Until yeah. you know that that's the one person you're going to be with. So, you know, in sex, the, the sex part of it is always complicated because like, unless somebody has been married for 25, 30 years, or uh, maybe some other random reasons that there isn't one person I know that doesn't like sex. I mean, everybody right. likes sex, no matter mm-hmm. what almost anybody says. So like that, that's the thing that drives me a little bit crazy is so many guys are so quick to, you know, just try to say the dumbest shit in the world to fishing. It's their way of fishing as opposed to organically just figuring out what's going on with the other person. Yeah. Like uh, I said, you can make your own rules, right? Yeah. Like, you want to go sleep with everybody in your matrix, then go do it, but like, <laughs> be safe about it and be honest about it. And I think that yeah. was a big piece with the polygamist is that there wasn't that honesty. So it took that, that ability for us to make decisions for our own bodies away from us. And I think the way I'm approaching it now, it's more empowering. Like, no, I get to make these decisions and I know what I want to do. I know what feels right for me. I know what's safe for me. So it's kind of just kind of given me more of that control and power back for my own self, right? Not to control anybody else, but to control my own, my own outcome, I guess. So even just listening to you and what you're saying right here, how different do you feel just about yourself and your identity now than you did four years ago? I am really clear now on who I am as a person, what makes me happy. And I know that I am happy completely as a, as a whole, you know, being by myself, designing my life the way I've wanted my life. Now it's about who can I add to my life? That's going to just, you know, amplify it. Just going to elevate it, not complete anything, not fill anything that's missing because there isn't anything missing really, you know? there's so much love in my life from other things that I've found. And it's now it's really just about who is the best fit for me and who am I a good fit for as well? Cause it's not all about me. Obviously right. it's a, it's relationship. It goes two ways, but the ultimate goal here is to really, who do I feel the most comfortable with? Who am I mo- most myself around? And that's kind of what the Mantrix is helping me figure out. Thank you for being along for the ride of the Swipe Wrong podcast, where we take everyday people like you and me telling their everyday stories of their swipe right life. Show is produced by Jay Pelham. He is the host of Pelham Place. 
If you want to reach out to the show and tell us your story, we'd love to hear it. Give us a call. Google Voice us at 317-426-6616. Leave your information and we'll get back to you or just your story. You can also email us at swipewrongpod at gmail.com. We are on Insta, Facebook, TikTok. We're out there. I am Chaos, the host of Chaotic Commentary. You can find me pretty much anywhere that you see me. And next week, the saga continues. Swipe wrong. Swipe wrong.